and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's that time. Hell yeah! Back down here in Portville. How you doing? We're good, man. Oh, that's that's Joe. Joe is howling. Because Joe does the howl. Yeah. You do the hell yeah. I do the hell yeah. We got uh, Alan and Gray here with us, hanging out. What's up? What's up, man? Hello. How you guys doing? Oh, living the life. Hell yeah. Friday night. (laughs) Well, a three-day weekend, too, which is awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Welcome to Porchville. We are uh, all over the place, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're on on YouTube. I even signed up uh, for Rumble. I signed up for Parlor. That was short-lived. That was a a day and a half. Did that. But uh, so, yeah, we're all over those places. Like us, share us, subscribe us, comment, and uh, let people know that uh, let people know you love us. If you're sitting around hanging out with your friends, they say, "Man, you heard of any good podcast lately?" Yes, <laughs> the Porchville fucking podcast. So we're hanging out, and um, we, we've been talking. We've been talking rock and roll, guitars, and Randy Rhodes in particular keeps coming up. The I think. I think I think you guys are you guys are fans a little bit. Is that safe to Just say? Just a little bit. A yeah. tad, a tad. Yeah. For a week or two now. <laughs> we even know how to spell his name. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> Shit. So And if you don't know, it's on my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I so, didn't notice that shirt. I used to have that exact same one back in like tenth grade. I, I should have worn a, yeah, I should have worn a Randy shirt tonight, but I just didn't. Well, I think I think it's safe to say we know who the who the real fan here is. Exactly. Then. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Let me show you what I did, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you. Well, no. wait. You see my screensaver on my phone? Oh man, see? that is pretty. So That's... I got Randy on the phone and on me. Randy on the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, real quick for people listening who may not know who Randy Rhodes is, just a quick little overcap. He is uh, a legendary guitarist. He He's most famous for the first two Ozzy Osbourne solo albums. Kind of not only revived Ozzy's career after he was fired from Sabbath, but they really kind of took heavy metal and turned the page from the English dragons and castles and, and, and updated it. And a big part of that was the energy and the vibe and the intensity of Randy Rhodes. Um, so that that's who he is. And he, unfortunately... He's kind of a tragic figure because he passed away not far from where we sit this evening. He passed away down in Lee, right outside of Leesburg, Florida, uh, in March of 1982 in a, a controversial plane crash. A lot of mystery uh, surrounds that to this very day. One one of those mysteries is that you know a guy oh, who knows a guy right. who's got a fucking cool story. Tell him about it. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's just rip the goddamn. Just, yeah, yeah, just go. With it. Let's do it. In. We're in. All right, so, we're in. So this is like a little, a little graphic. So you know, be still your fucking hearts yeah, out there. Clutch those Porch pearls. <laughs> um, so okay. So the story about the plane crash. And I'll, again, I'm just gonna. All right. So Randy was afraid of heights. Afraid of flying. Okay. Well, they're on a tour. Uh, touring for Dire of a Madman, coming from Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, going down to Orlando, Florida. They're going to play this big Super Bowl with Foreigner, a big rock Super Bowl, a bunch of other bands. Today we call that a festival. Back in the back then, I guess they weren't uh, so particular on the we Super Bowl copyrights. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, so they pull in. 
the 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 driver, the boss was rented out of this place in Leesburg. Uh, a guy named Jerry Calhoun owned an airport. Owned Flying a, Bear in the states. That's it. That's it, Alan. Jesus. And um, ding ding ding. So. <laughs> It's early Saturday morning, March March 19th, and the bus driver says to the guys, hey, I also am a pilot, and I there's a little plane over here. You all want to go up for a ride? And first, Randy's like, hell no. But hey, the keyboard player, go the keyboard player this guy named Don Airy, was like, I'll do it. So Don Airy goes up, takes some photos up in the plane. They land. Everything's cool. So they go to Randy again. They said, hey, man, why don't you come on up? And Randy's like, I, I don't know. And then their seamstress slash cook slash maid, lady named Rachel Youngblood, an older lady, had some heart issues. They're like, well, listen, we're going to take Rachel up. She's got some heart issues. We're going to take it real easy. No games. So Randy's like, you know what? I'm in. Tragic fatal mistake. So they're, they're up, and uh, what happens then is kind of where this whole conjecture comes in. Allegedly, the pilot was going to play a prank on Ozzy, who was still sleeping in, in the tour bus. This is like 8.30 in the morning, and would start buzzing the top of the bus, start buzzing the top of the bus. And on the third or fourth pass, he just misjudged, and the wing clips the bus, the plane goes through a tree and explodes into this mansion so i just want to say I, I think this should be noted that what a fucking time the 70s and 80s and rock and roll must have been because you've got guys who are hanging out on a tour bus leesburg florida somebody's got a fucking plane there's probably coke and pills and drugs and booze. this is a just recipe for disaster but i but i honestly I wish I could have been there for that shit. I mean, because you think about it, like Guns N' Roses back in the day, the the early 80s on the strip, like, man, that had to have been wild. Yeah, now kids are just shoving pills <laughs> in their face in their bedroom making guitar videos for YouTube. It and ain't in, the same. And getting endorsements Tick, and TikTok videos. <laughs> TikTok. Anyway, anyway, I just felt that should be noted. Like, what a what an interesting... Well, it's funny you bring up cocaine because this dude, the guy's name was Andrew Aycock. He was the pilot, and he was doing cocaine all the way down from Knoxville. Uh, This this crash happened. The house burst in the flames. Uh, Tommy Aldridge, their drummer, actually took a huge bag of coke and threw it out into the woods before the cops showed up because, you know, hey, you're in the South back in the early 80s, and and somebody's dead, and there's a bag of coke. (laughs) Somebody's going to jail. So I got rid of that. So... Back, I'm 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 just I'm gonna circle back to what you were saying. (laughs) So I went and I visited with a client a few years back, and he began to tell me how he's from Leesburg and grew up in Leesburg in the 1980s, and I'm in radio, right? So this guy was saying, "Oh yeah, WRUF. I I used to go up there for Rock 104, and so we're shooting the shit." Eventually, I say to him, "Hey, listen, I have to ask. You're talking about you're from Leesburg. You're into rock music." One of the biggest events in, in rock history occurred, and he cut me off. He goes, the Randy Rhodes plane crash. I was like, that's that's exactly yeah. right. And and, right? I'm, and I was starting to, like, you know, make small talk. He goes, he, he goes, again, he cuts me off. He goes, I saw the body. <laughs> Holy shit. And I was like, I was like, you have my complete and undivided attention. <laughs> what? 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 And the story goes, 
it was such a small town. This guy went to the high school back in Leesburg. There's only three funeral homes in the entire town. It was so tiny back then. It's tiny now. By coincidence, his friend's dad owned one of the three. Oh, man. So you see where it's going, right? 33% chance. You, and sure enough, uh, the remains of Randy Rhodes entered this funeral home. And this guy I was talking to, he's like, I mean, what do you say when somebody says, do you want to see the body? I mean... You're you're like a teenager. I, I don't know, man. Well, like not, if it was a burnt body. If it was me, I'm I'm a little squeamish. Well, this guy said yes. <laughs> so he went and he saw it and he described it. Fast forward, you don't want to hear it. He said it was really unrecognizable except for some ribs. He Ugh, said that uh, he said it, it, it reminded him of something you'd find like inside of a grill. It was all charred. And oh. it, was, it was very small, and. Uh, oh. Yeah, Fuck. what what a way to go! And by all accounts, Randy was a student of his instrument. Uh, his his mom owned a, a, a music uh, place. What's, out it, in, what's the name of it? Do you know? Musonia. Oh, okay. Yes, it's in Burbank, California. And uh, he grew up six years old playing in orchestras and stuff. Playing his little. There's black and white photos. All these guys with their French horns, and there's little Randy with his big guitar <laughs> strumming away. So he was classically trained. He was all about music. Not so much into the party scene. And of all the people, like, yeah. you got Ozzy fucking Osbourne, yeah. who has done more drugs than the country of Bolivia. <laughs> and he's still going. He's still putting shit out. But, but young Randy, oh. just a legend. Alan Gray, just so you know, we usually do not start the show this dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a sad topic for sure. But Oh, man. Well, tell me about your guys' band. We what what which what's the name of it? Nibiru. Nibiru, like uh, the mysterious planet X. Nibiru it's, didn't didn't it like like collide with Earth like in like some they, sort of legend? You know, there's a million theories about it or whatever. But technically, I don't think it would have collided because if it would have collided, it yeah, would I don't be think just a bunch of asteroids. But <laughs> but uh, it. All in theory, of course, and it's you know not that I I'm a card carrying Nibiru believer or anything, but uh, you know it's supposed to come through the solar system every like thirty six thousand years or whatever, and its gravitational pull just fucks everything up and you know spins the Earth over and this is and that. it is it due anytime soon? I hope not. I mean, because within the minute, Jesus or two, Christ, you know. I think it was supposed to. Happen That's the last in fucking thing we need. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where they can't actually find it. You know, needle in a haystack, of course. Right. But, but uh, you know, they're like, oh, it's coming from the other side of the sun, so you can't see it. And I'm like, well, we go around the sun. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like eventually we would be able to see it, right? But, you know, unless you believe the Earth is flat, which we'll get into that later. Oh. But I got to say, that's a that's a badass name for a band. That's cool. I mean, that's really cool. I can't say that I'd heard anybody else with the name around here, but you know, after we started and stuff, of course, found some in Europe. I think there's one from Russia called Nibiru that you know is a metalish band or whatever. But you know, I haven't seen anything by them in a few years, so they may not even be active anymore. And I think there is probably one or two other ones. I mean, you know. If anybody's ever watched Star Trek or something, you know, they have the Nibiru planet in Star Trek, even though it's not really, like, the same. It's just they use the name. So some people are like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, they had Praxis in the Star Trek uh, stuff, too, and that's a couple bands are called Praxis. So We, anyway. got, we, we, we managed to uh, avoid 
any duplicates for for a long time with with hollow days and and only like five six years ago there was a band over in europe somewhere that popped up with the same name so they suck yeah totally <laughs> losers yeah even the band that gray and i were in for a long time called dopamine there was a dopamine in in england and we spelled ours the metal way and they spelled theirs the normal way and they were nothing alike or whatever yeah. you know they were kind of pop punk or something and we were anything but that and uh you know, figured it it wouldn't ever it wasn't ever going to cause a problem. They go, oh, this isn't the dopamine I thought it was. But <laughs> dopamine was a big fucking deal. Oh yeah, dude. Dopamine was huge, man. I, I used to hear here. <laughs> as a as a kid who who moved to uh, Gainesville in two thousand. Um, I mean, man, there was a, always people talking about uh, about what you guys had going on. And so, so I got into like playing shows here locally and getting into the local scene. I remember playing a show with you guys back at Brick City Music. Oh, wow. Back in the like the late 90s and shit. That was probably one of the Mo Rodriguez festivals. I believe, Mo yeah. Fest. Mo I Fest. remember that shit. Yep. And um, I remember you guys were like, in my humble opinion, kind of <clears> at <throat> the top of the heap. And then uh, you all remember Mabus? Yeah. Oh, Mabus, yeah. they were fucking good. There was a, a few really good metal bands um, right here in our backyard. Well, I just know that every time you guys would do something after you guys split up or or whatever that it was always a big event right you know that i i just i know that that's a that's a pretty good way of of uh figuring out who's who around so well we're and the cool thing is with that band everybody's still good friends yeah you know i mean i actually i work with the singer for the band and you know the the other guitar player chris still is one of my best friends yeah. and you know, Katie, our bass player, you know, he's he's kind of reclusive right now, but, yeah. you know, we're still all really good friends. There was never any bad blood. that caught, It just it kind of ran its course, you know. We yeah. did it for a dozen years or so. And, yeah, that's, know, that's how it goes. Yeah, it was it was fun while it lasted, and then it was, you know, any uh, stuff. Any, anything in the future? You guys talk about it at all? I mean, you, you got to talk about it. We, yeah. I think I, we were talking about it today. I threw a little, like, you know, we should do kind of thing out there. Yeah, a couple years ago or a year and a half ago, we played two or three songs at a show just because everybody was going to be there. Yeah. And it was pretty much the limit of what we could remember to do anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we wrote any of the stuff down or anything. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like we'd have to sit there and – it would probably take two years to remember a set worth of songs, you you know, even if we could still play. I bet them, you it know. comes back a lot faster than that. It might. Heck, I actually listened to some recordings from another band I was in the other day that I hadn't heard in shit a dozen years, and I don't even recall the songs. <laughs> I'm like, that's like a nice little I'm present. Like, that's to that's me. <laughs> These I don't guys are good. Oh, you know, but we didn't play together for four years and or three years, and our drummer came back from Texas for a for a brief period. And we sat down, no practice, no nothing, and just, I mean, we played everything with with exception, you know, few exceptions. No, nah, we, we got know. it down. To be fair, your material is far more technical and oh, aggressive yeah. Yeah. than, than <clears throat> our, our shit. Um, let me ask you guys, because like Nick is talking about, we have been now, we've known each other 20 years. Yeah, that's crazy. So <laughs> we, we talk, and, and we stopped playing together like two or three years ago. Five well, oh no, after the end, I forget about that. But, but uh, Hollow Days was five years. There's, that was the last there's not a lot show. of 
musicians who have played together for such an extended period of time. You guys got us beat, and you're one of the only pair. So I want to find out, how did you all meet each other? How did you connect? How did you find out that you were both into music? <laughs> now, if it was at a game orgy, you ago. don't got to share that. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the first time I want every single detail. The first time this. I met Al, uh, I was in a small uh, a cover band and we were playing at the hogs breath saloon on 13th street and we had just got done doing uh creeping death by metallica nice we were trying to do it you know halfway decent and right and so you know it, it was approximately the right tempo and uh so al was out in the audience you know uh 17 years old or 17 yeah in the bar yeah and uh <laughs> the good old days i asked him i was like well what'd you think what'd you think of the song there creeping death how'd you like it and he was like I, he said it was pretty good but i would have played it a lot faster <laughs> i was I like, like who is this guy yeah. <coughs> shit we started playing i mean we met fuck i mean that was probably 87 or 88 mm-hmm. when we met you know how old I was in those years? <laughs> Four? No, not even. <laughs> not even that. Divide wow. that by two. Dang. Well, you know, we're you guys are old as fuck. Yes, <laughs> yes we yes. are. I was I was seven in eighty seven. Wow, seven years old. You were like, you were like nine or ten. I was thirteen. No, I I was nine. I was nine. Yeah. Actually, I I guess it was eighty eight because I was with my future wife at the time so what gray huh <laughs> no uh, now the story gets really weird yeah. no that, that kind and of stuff that's wasn't, where it all began it wasn't legal back then for those kind of marriages you know so how long how long have you guys been playing together since 96 96 pretty much without stopping yeah. we've had different bands and different projects but the constant through all of it has been him and I since then just you know even if we didn't have anything we'd still get together and smoke out and jam and be like all right we'll see you next time yeah. we've got nothing else to do <laughs> well, I, I loved it when we got that warehouse several years back and I, I looked across and I saw you guys I was like hey yeah. what, what, what's yeah. up we're in good company and uh I will say this every time we were out there you guys were out there so I know you put it in oh yeah I mean we used to go three nights a week for dopamine monday wednesday friday friday was always like just we'll see who shows up and how fucked up everybody is and sometimes we just jam or play hacky sack that's how we stayed skinny back in the day (laughs) we'd move all the amps out and just play hacky sack inside and (laughs) smoke weed and listen to music (laughs) but uh you know i mean the warehouse thing is is just the way it goes and we put in the time just to because we don't really know what else to do either, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's like we sitting at home Monday night going, well, "Fuck, I don't. <laughs> what else can I to go do? I've been going to band practice for twenty plus years on Monday night, so it's like <laughs> the only thing I want to do is go play, you know. Yeah. And thankfully, he's more or less the same way. So, how's that warehouse treating you, by the way? Great. Oh yeah, we like it. Yep. Well, I, we have room to move around. I. So now, what was the story with that place? There was a there was a guy who lived there. Yeah. Before. Because it became vacant mm-hmm. when we rented it because he died. Right. So, who was he, first off? Carol Young was Carol his name. Young. There he is. He's immortalized. And he was, I mean, we never, like, sat down. I never sat down and had a conversation with him because he was one of those guys who, like, is looking over that way but talking to you. Yeah. Like, yeah, so how you doing? You know. <laughs> but he would play. He had, 
we don't know what kind of setup he had, but he had some kind of keyboard with a rhythm uh, settings and some looping stuff, and he'd sit in there and basically do his own one-man show for hours, loud as hell, with the door shut, <laughs> and, you know, it was weird. And we could hear him getting better, though, yeah, over, the, better over the years. Yep. You know, and he'd, like, do monologues between songs or over songs where he couldn't understand what he's saying, but, you know, just weird guy, you know, <laughs> but uh, he had two warehouses out there i guess really? one that he kind of stayed in which was y'all's ours now but uh and then another one i guess just had stuff in it you yeah know? but yeah it was you know sad though that you know all alone and when he passed it was a day or two before he was found that you know? sucks. the <clears throat> well, manager we, out there smelled him that's that's horrible yeah, you know we terrible. uh we were always very respectful when we had that place. Uh, you know, we, uh, I think for a second, we called it like Youngstown or, or something. Yeah, we were going to paint it over the door. Oh, yeah. that would have been Youngstown. Cool. That's yeah. a good idea. We should do that. Yeah. We, uh, and we kept up a lot of his stuff. Like, we knew that, like, his spirit was there, and we didn't take that lightly. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's sad because you can almost go, well, shit, that could be me. And, well, now, like, couple years <laughs> but you know i mean you got to respect for somebody that's got to you know get up every day even if they're in that kind of situation and yeah. still you know play his ass off you know as soon yeah. as it, the sun go down he'd crank it up and loud like i said i mean sometimes we could hear him over us playing you know if we had the door open or something be like jesus what the hell is that what fuck kind of sound system did he have in there i don't know but it's sad too because we really we didn't know his name until after he died yeah you know, because I had to ask. I was like, well, what's his name? So we, you know, remember who he is because obviously nobody else probably really will. But, yeah, you know. Well, all those stickers up in there, like uh, Master P and CCR and all that, just very eclectic. Ted Nugent, that's all him. Like he, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not us. He put all that shit yeah. up there. Wow. He just left it, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's cool because we, we, we added a couple to it, and I think, you know, like. But the, but the rapper with his eyes poked out? <laughs> remember that? <laughs> I, I remember coming in and seeing that. I was like, oh, there's, a, there's some things going on in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And it's cool to, to you know, mention them, too, because uh, we, we did something similar to that last week where uh, I, knew a, I knew a guy who passed away years ago. And, uh, you know, he's just kind of, a, kind of a, a, a hero to me as a kid, you know. And um, so, yeah, it's cool. We're helping, uh, helping keep him alive, man. As the old saying goes, you die two times. When you die, and then the last time someone mentions your name. Yeah. So, so Randy Rhodes, back to Back, <laughs> back to, to Randy, Randy Rhodes. Hey, uh, what was, what was, uh, let's do an easy one. All right. I'm, I gotta, you got I gotta a trivia? Question. I got Get something for here. you. You ready? I, I went to. I Wait, went, where's the red button that I got to hit? <laughs> no, I know. I went to. Uh, I Can went I to, get the Staples button where I just get the easy one? <laughs> right. I went to his Wikipedia page and uh, I figured I'll just I'll, I'll ask a few questions of, of things that I see. Like, for instance, uh, what. What type of amplifier did he prefer, Marshall? Yeah, and, and a, a modified Mar now, Nick. If you, I see you shaking your head. If you're gonna say PV, that's when he was with Quiet Riot. I'm, in the I'm early not days. gonna say PV. I'm not uh, gonna say PV. Uh, yeah, he did have a super. But, but I mean, and there's he, and he had a pig nose when he was just getting. There's started. a lot of there's a lot of things like 100 watt Marshall model. That, that, that's it. The white, but the white. Uh, yeah, and he got those modified in in England. Damn it, I couldn't tell you the model or anything, but. Well, they're they're modded anyway. Right. Yeah. 
Okay, what about... Uh, Nick, Nick, hold on. Before you go any further, you realize that you're asking Joe Herschel a trivia. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. But I figure I'm going to take a chance. Um, do you know what his preferred pickups were? Seymour Duncan. Fuck. Uh, Damn, which, did you just out Joe Herschel? <laughs> Joe Herschel? <laughs> which I don't even like Seymour Duncan, but, well, you know. let me just say. And like, he used GHS strings, if that's going to be your next question. And, 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 and hang fender, on, I got that. Fender, fender medium fender picks. Fender medium picks, exactly. Yes. We, know, we know this shit. GHS boomers. Um, yeah, Seymour Duncan distortion jazz model on Jackson's stock pickups on. Uh, on the Gibson Les Paul Custom. Do you know what year that was? Yes, I do. And 80. Randy did not. What year is it? So Randy, in interviews, identified it as a 1964 in his August 81 interview with John Sticks. That's what he called it. But they did not make that model in 1964. This has actually been identified as one that came from 1973 or 4. They haven't quite pinned it down. Nice. The, the Wikipedia has it as 74. Okay. Gibson Les Paul Custom Alpine White. That's the Joe Herschel I know. I, I knew you were going to come through with something outlandish. They didn't even that make Les Pauls in '64. That's right. That's right. But but you know, but back in like 1980 or whatever, Randy probably didn't know that. Somebody right. probably told him that, and he was like, "Okay, right." <laughs> All right. Uh, come on, Nick. Oh, jeez, man. Dig in. Hit us with that fastball. All right. Uh, what? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> This is harder to come up with the questions. Um, talk amongst yourselves for, for a moment. What did, what did you bring? You you brought right, the Randy yeah, Rhodes I book. Did. So Let's I'm, talk about the book. All right. So Give me a minute. I'll find some more fucking questions. And, Alan, I actually brought this to let you borrow. Not to <laughs> yeah, have. Please. Uh, yeah, please. Yeah, because I haven't seen but that. But to borrow. So check it out. That's a book called Crazy Train, the, the Life and Times of Randy Rhodes. That was put out about four or five years ago. It is very good. The only mistake I found in the book is... Uh, you found a fucking mistake <laughs> in the book? Are you yeah, kidding me? Well, it's actually on the back of the book. Jesus Christ. So their publisher wrote that recap, and it said that Randy was 26 when he died. Of course, we all know he was 25. Oh, but the yeah. actual contents of the book are on point. A lot of cool interviews. Hell, yeah. It's good stuff, man. You will enjoy it. Yeah, I'll definitely Take read your that. time with it. Just were you When you were reading the whole thing, were you, looking, were you looking for mistakes? Uh no, but but I I I I know. Like if somebody prints something wrong, I'm I know it. But baseball and, and guitar, I'm probably gonna catch it. You can't you can't fuck up, man. Well, do we want to play a song here, man? You brought a song. Yeah, I brought you, I brought you it? two songs, and you can play the uh, the one I brought for Joe first. Just okay. since we're all talking about Randy Rhodes. All right. But hey, yeah, it's a. Uh, tell me about it. What uh, what do. Uh, Pretend I know nothing about Randy Rhodes. Uh, pretend like you're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, it's the next to the last song on Diary of a Madman called S-A-T-O, which don't know exactly what it means. I've heard different things, but basically I think it stands for sailing across the ocean because that's in the lyrics and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, you got a, you got a, you got a, an opinion on the SATO? The competing theory is Sharon, Sharon Martin, Arden, Thelma Osborne. Osborne. Yeah, that's the other one. That was his wife at the time and then oh. his future wife, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. But I got, I got Gray, Gray did one and only take on the drums. All right. And, okay. you know, and saved it vocally too because I don't, I don't sound anything like Ozzy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, 
we got it through. Sound like you might have a lower register. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe a little bit <laughs> rougher. <laughs> but uh, I think it came out pretty good, you know, just for what it was. And I double tracked the solo too. So when you hear the solo, it is completely double tracked, one take. You there's no guys in your double There's no punching solo. in or overdubs. It's Jesus. just I did it twice. You know how many double track solos I've had to sit through with this guy over <laughs> here in my fucking life? That's the only one I did because oh. the other ones are pretty much improvised. <laughs> but that one I learned, you know, as note for note as I could. And like I said, it's it's double tracked. Awesome. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit play here. Um, bear with me because I don't know what the volume is gonna be. So can't be too loud. Yeah. Well, that's true. Here we go. <laughs> Say, come on over, man. (laughs) 
bro. And that was one take on his vocals as well. You heard it here first. Fuck! Because honestly, Woo! I don't know if we can put it on the our album that we're doing. Because you know, licensing and royalties and all that shit. Not like I mean, we'd end up having to pay them because we're not going to make any money. But <laughs> but uh, there's actually not going to be enough room on a CD for that. We have that much. Well, you music, know what? So. You know what? The good thing is, then just put that fucking thing on YouTube. That's pretty much what I was going to do. Because I mean, I I, I don't. I think the laws are a lot more lax as far as, you know, playing other people's stuff. Right. If you just put it out on YouTube, you're and, not making And it's any not money. their version, so I mean, right. you know, it's it's our own, but uh yeah, I was I thinking make it, it, make a stupid video like on awesome. the beach, you know, or something. Oh, that'd be great. Wearing, you know, flip-flops and a yes. Hawaiian shirt or something. Yes. Was that was that KD on bass? No, it's Hayes, no. the Nibiru bass player. Well, he, he was putting he was earning his money cuz that's a fucking line. That right sounds there. good. Yeah, and he actually learned the song just to record it. I mean, we never played it before, you know. I mean, it actually I don't even know if he really even knew we were going to do it. Ha. Huh. Cause, no, he, he got it. you know, it was a spur of the moment thing. Like I said, he he did it one take on the drums and we never even really rehearsed it. But uh, he had played it in another band, so I knew he knew it, and it, it came out really well. <laughs> yeah, it did. In that solo, note for note, we were talking earlier before the show started about those whammy bar dives in the third verse. Yeah, place. those were that was on point. That shit is Good hard stuff. for my brain to comprehend. Like what, how what? how you get those kind of sounds out of a fucking guitar? Well, like I just it it, it blows me practice, away. Practice. I, well. Well, <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> I have practiced a bit and suck. <laughs> well, those little things were just harmonics, so I mean that should be yeah something. I mean it's you know the whammy getting it all in time is the hardest part because like yeah. all that is going through the rhythms. You know, like there's no just punching in a whammy bar. It was right. you know, and and the way we recorded it too, like. The, the engineer kind of hated doing punch-ins because it's a lot of cleaning up tracks yeah. later. So everything that I played, you know, I can't say it was just one take, but it's whole right. things, you know. So, I mean, it's like if I fuck up right at the end, I'm like, well, I guess I got to do it all over again, <laughs> you know. But it didn't take all that long, but, but uh, you know, I made sure all that shit was in there. And I even had the tab book just in case I was like, you know, all of a sudden I go, oh, my God, I can't remember that chord. <laughs> I'm like, all right, there it is right there. Uh, that shit was cool. When did you pick up a guitar for the first time? Uh, I was like seven or eight. Yeah. Did yeah. you just know right from that moment? Pretty much. I Well, I, I, I got to interject with that question because this is something that I was actually thinking about is like what actually got you into like doing like metal? Like what, what got you into that? Oh, man. Because, well, I mean, like, I'm looking at, like, you're wearing a Slayer jacket right now, and I remember, like, when I was younger and I heard Slayer for the first time, and I was like, holy shit, this music is, like, the real deal. Like, this is awesome. Like, what what was your moment, like, where you noticed, like, where it's like, yep, this is, this is the direction I'm going to go? I mean, I don't know if it ever, like, I set out to be metal. It's just I always like to hear more and more guitar and metal had more guitar 
You know, I mean, like the first time I picked up the guitar, the first night I had it in my room, I picked out a vocal melody that was on the radio, like a Kenny Rogers song or something, you know, back in just when AM was That's a pretty good all. transition, Kenny Rogers. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So, you know, yeah. you can say he's my number one influence. <laughs> but uh, no, really, I mean, I, I played piano before that because my grandmother was a piano teacher. And so was, I always say anybody who has a foundation in piano is it's just I wish I had a shit. better foundation that's yeah. for sure because I mean you know being kid I didn't want to sit there and practice of course, the piano or of whatever course. didn't think it was cool and uh, you know wanted to play the drums and that was definitely not going to happen and so I, <laughs> I wanted a guitar and you know my my dad borrowed one from somebody who worked for him for a little while to see if you know it took yeah which probably was a good idea because i've bought instruments for people and you know for my stepkids and son and stuff and hadn't really taken the way you'd want it to yeah. but but uh you know he borrowed it for a while i played it took a little bit of lessons and then it was probably another year before i got my own guitar and then it was just that was it, it was on you know and then i think i was 12 when i got my first electric and uh Got an electric guitar for my birthday and then a little Dean Markley practice amp with an orange boss distortion pedal for Christmas. Nice. That's that, baby? <laughs> That's all you need, fly. man. And that little amp, 10 watt, 15 watt, would power a 412 cabinet. No and shit. I was like, ah, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but been started playing in bands when I was about 14, 15, and haven't stopped since. What about you, Greg? Because uh, uh, like something like this, you can borrow a buddy's guitar, bring it home to your son, see if it's gonna take. Right. Drums are something different. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> how the fuck did you? How did you make that happen? I just had um, I just pots had and pans and some like fucking like people. tongs and shit. I never was much on the pots and pans. I had some bongos, so I guess I was like a beatnik or something. But, uh, <laughs> but I had friend. My mom had friends that had drum sets, and you know that w- would let me play and. I knew I liked it a lot and just, you know, got one of the said friends drum sets for Christmas and never looked back. Had a good uh, band director in high school and I just, you know, I've loved music for a long time. So, um, How old were you when you got that kit? Oh, I was uh, 12 years old. Yeah. I, w- I wanted to play drums first. Yeah. I think that, I think that maybe people who are interested in music... Like there's something attractive about the drums, you know. Oh, I, I mean, like I, I, I wanted I heard to play the drums lot. so bad. Yeah, but for some reason, my parents didn't want me to have a drum set. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's what happens. That's what happens. Is that is that you know? Because you know, everybody knows the drummer jokes. You know the drummer jokes, Gray. Mm-hmm. You know them all. Sure. So, sure. so I mean, that's that's what happens. It's it's because. The people that get the drum sets, they just play until they just drive everybody around them fucking crazy. And, <laughs> and I, I got to say, I think there is something different about drummers. When you think about what what you do, you are taking something and you are physically <laughs> beating it. And you're doing it in a certain rhythm, a certain dynamics. And, and I do feel that as humans, we're wired different. And people who are real drummers, yeah, I... I I don't know. I, I think it's a different. It's a different, it's animal. A different animal. Different animal. My hands hurt. It's drummers, man. It's drummers. And it's just the 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 brain capacity to to think about 
four limbs. Yeah, moving. man. <laughs> oh, and oh, and you still got to breathe. And in his case, he's got to fucking sing too. So it's like you know, it's amazing. Seriously, sometimes. Seriously. some of the stuff he's playing and then singing on top of it. Yeah, you know, I mean. Walking, chewing gum, and, and then breathing. Doing, yeah, and breathing. <laughs> Taking a breath every Just once staying in a while, alive. You know? Yeah. So we. I have a hard time completing a sentence. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I've had to finish many for him. <laughs> so I was gonna say, we know Alan likes Randy Rhodes, and he had to Slayer. carry me through it. Who are who are your guys? Who who are your bands? Oh, I don't know. I'd say one of the very first was Zappa. Nice. Ten years old, and that's Frank Zappa to, for the <laughs> listening to Joe's yeah. Garage at nine Not and ten dweezel. years old. I love that shit. Yeah. Vinny Caliuta on the drums, one of the best drummers in the world. Terry Bozio. Yeah. So that was one my main guy, first coming up, and then I liked all the '80s metal and all that kind of stuff too. So Gray was the only drummer non-guitar player i knew that had all the shrapnel records you know about yeah. uh-huh. shrapnel oh, label it had like paul gilbert and jason becker and yeah. cacophony, cacophony. And blue saracino tony McCa- well I don't i'm know gonna tony i'm not McCa- gonna lie i'm out of my depth i have no idea what you're like all the about. 80s shredders neoclassical yeah. but they had metal. ridiculous drumming right you yeah. know like you know they were great drums to match all these crazy arpeggios and stuff and he had like every tape you know i was like okay you're a drummer and you got all these guitar player tapes <laughs> Remember but, opening all the guitar magazines and it'd be like a, a full page ad, and yeah, you would see "Dragon's Kiss" by Marty Friedman, yeah. and "Perpetual Burn" by Jason Becker, all these all these amazing albums. The Mike Varney people, um, yes, right. yeah. exactly. That's some good stuff, Joe. How do you how do you have so much storage space in your brain for like all of these? <laughs> you <gotta> smoke weed. <laughs> hey, y- y'all want to see how big my head is? Watch this. Whoa! Damn! Whoa. Hang on, let me Whoa. step back. I gotta step back. He cut all his fucking hair off. Where did your hair go? He looks like I did. Fucking. He's trying to look two like years ago. Cool people. Two that years are ago. Jesus Christ! Actually, that's funny. I have more hair than you do. Look. You took the plunge. Oh, now we're doing oh, that. Yeah. Now I have hair more hair than Joe Herschel does. You got the Lou Grant going there. This is this is why. There's a reason this is weird because I have more hair. Than both of us. This is that's well, it's some long spots. hair hippie. I uh, you, you have more hair in some spots. <laughs> in some spots, yeah. I shaved my head for like a decade, you know. So let me I tell you, it. yeah, yeah. I this this is coming back. So I am cheap. That's one thing about me. And uh, so I thought to myself, I spent so much money on haircuts. Okay. Oh Jesus! Every time Christ. I go to sports clips, it's twenty five bucks a pop, and I like twenty five bucks. Because you got to tip the girl at sports wow. clips. You got to tip the girl. <clears throat> then I take my son, and if I want to go twice a month, you're like a grand a year for mm. real. Holy crap! Exactly. Wait, you're going twice a month? I I was because I like it really really tight. Matt has a mullet. Yeah, he right just now. lets it flow. So until Mandy comes so, over yeah, and starts yeah. carving away. Yeah. Well, it it started over here. Yeah. But then uh, uh, a weird guy came out of the shadows one time when I was walking to, uh, when I was going to go get a pie. Tell this story. And then he told me, uh, or he asked me, he, he was like, hey, man, you want a free haircut? And I'm just like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a pretty random question. Uh, then, and he was like, yeah, man, we're giving away free haircuts. And I'm just like, you know what? Why the fuck not? Like, what else can... So you went... Yeah. For a free random haircut, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did, and uh, <laughs> uh, 
Was it an actual <laughs> shop, or was it just like you sat down on a brick on the side of the road? <laughs> it, uh, it, it was actually a pretty legit shop. Um, I mean, like I guess it's like a school or something like that. And they just decided that day they were giving out free haircuts. And uh, okay. I just so happened to be walking by, and and there was like... You you live a charmed haircut. life, <laughs> sir. I I don't know quite what else to say about that. That's that. The wildest shit happens to you sometimes. Yeah, that's I, weird. I, I never quite yeah. know. Yeah, but uh, his name is uh, uh, Streets the Barber. <laughs> Streets <laughs> the Barber. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, uh, he did a good job. He, had, he actually Shout gave out me like streets. He he gave me <laughs> like the like the full like head shampoo and massage and everything, and it was actually a very pleasant time. Okay, well, this I do, is I, getting it's getting weird. Did you black out for a while right. and wake up in a Feel dark anything, alley? Poking you in the back or anything? The fuck, missing a kidney? I was I was. <laughs> Expecting that, but it didn't happen. No, but uh, streets yeah. ain't like that. So I, I, I got a haircut, walked around the corner, bought myself a pipe, smoked some weed, and I had a good day. <laughs> oh, man, I don't, I don't. I mean, I make, it, I make bro. really good decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good day to get out of bed. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had to pay somebody to cut my hair, and because I shave it for close to 20 years now. You should yeah, hit up streets. Scary. You should hit up streets. Street. Uh, a barber. Street. Just go wander around the woods. Right. He'll come to you. Let it grow for eight months. And then <laughs> the ghost of Christmas past. I can't stand it whenever like, I drive my windows down because of smoke. And if I can like feel my hair moving in the wind or whatever, I'm like, oh, I got to fucking shave. I can't stand it. It like, just tickles me or whatever. But. I, I stopped doing it. I just I went on a vacation. Um What's that? Uh, and took my camper up to Pennsylvania with nice. uh, with the wife and kids. Where at? Um, in Pennsylvania, right outside of Philadelphia. Um, her family lives in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. I have no idea so. where that is. I was just trying to be nice. <laughs> no, I mean that's where my fiance is from. Is Pennsylvania. Uh, no, nobody even cares where that is. Right, exactly. <laughs> But it sounds like a nice vacation destination. Oh, it was great. It was great. We were in the woods. Uh, it was wonderful. Did you see streets? But, uh, did not see streets. Didn't see streets. But I just decided, I was like, you know what? I don't, I'm don't. i not going to shave my head while I'm here in the fucking woods. It's right, yeah. convenience. And after, God, how long? I mean, like 15 years of doing it, I was just like, okay, I'm not going to do it anymore. So the, the way I got bald is... I bought this thing so Lauren can cut my hair. She always does a great job, except this last time, and it's my fault, I got aggressive, and I said, oh, take it higher, take it higher. <laughs> eventually, she reached the point of no return, and I was like, well. Dude, you didn't, go, you didn't go with the mohawk? I did. I walked out to scare my kids, and I had a mohawk about half an inch thick, and I didn't say anything. I just like went into the kitchen to get like a drink of water, and my son's like <laughs> looking at me. He's like, Dad. Dad, you, you, you're you're going to shave that, right, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> but I did for a split second. I, I did have an itty-bitty mohawk. But now it'll it'll grow back in a few weeks. I'm Some people look dapper and charming when they are bald. I'm not one of these guys. Joe, I was going to say, it's funny because I've seen you, you. You did that once before, and, you know, uh, I remember you not being happy, and Lauren was not thrilled. Lauren is still not but thrilled. But it actually looks great. It looks fine. Well, thank you, it Nick. It looks fine. 
I don't know what you're talking about. My my wife feels that I look like a skinhead and asked me how the raid on the Capitol went. <laughs> oh, yeah. The I, stereotypes are it. true. I'm oh. getting all the heat, buddy. Uh, I, yeah, 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 I know. I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, one time back in dopamine days, our singer was bald. I was bald. Our other guitar player was bald, and... We were playing in like Lake City and stuff. You're like, y'all in the white power? Oh white power man! Power. No. In fact, it bothered our other guitar player so much he grew his hair out. He goes, I don't care if I'm three quarters bald. I'm never gonna. Yeah. You know, just it bothered him because that's one thing we're definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't mind it now. I there was when I started shaving it. It was because I was 26 when I started noticing it thinning and, and whatnot, and I was like, man, we're we're we're. You know, here in the band and trying to trying to make a go of this. You know, I gotta look the part. And yeah. So I can't be a balding front man. You know. So I shaved it and just kept that up for years. Yeah, and I think you can thank uh, right. Rob Halford for that. Yeah. he was like the first bald front man that I remember in metal. Where because everything you know, metal was all about. Yeah, the, le- the yeah. long hair and the leather jacket. You had to have the like, long hair. Wait, you don't have any hair. You can't be a metalhead. Yeah. Unfortunately, right. when I did have so long hair, it looked like Scott Stapp, though, too. So was, <laughs> well, then that was, that you was made a, a smart choice. That was a problem. Well, I mean, like, who, who, <laughs> what? <laughs> who, did, who didn't like Creed for about 30 seconds? I, I mean, I, I did. I did. I I, like and Creed. I still, I'll still put on a Creed song and, and jam out. What if? What that, if? That's probably the that's best song. That's a badass song. <laughs> that's probably I the best song. We used we to cover that. that, yeah. I did that <laughs> jam. Alan, that little harmonic he does. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah I mean, cool. it was a good song. Uh, Tremonti's, Tremonti's, Tremonti's a good guitar player amazing. for sure. Yeah, it's just, yeah, they were, uh, I couldn't just, I didn't like him the way he just, his voice sounded, yeah. you know, like made the the word one like three syllables. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, nah. dude? I, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to blow your mind, and that's all I'm going to blow. Oh, damn. <laughs> Save that for the other podcast. Yeah. What if you live? If, if you what all... if you died? Yo, streets. <laughs> Bring it in. Bring it in. So if you if you want if you just want to be like holy shit Scott Stapp and I can't believe I'm about to say these words he put out a video last year of some new solo song oh yeah it right. is badass yeah it's huh. pretty good Nothing, shit. just straight up unironic it is fucking cool yep. so speaking of cool jams about. you want to do this other one yes. sure tell me about it Let's this see. one's called one more which uh, <clears throat> we had the music kicking around for hell probably two years because we're really slow at finishing songs but uh never had lyrics that worked so i mean when we recorded it you know i knew that i was going to write the words for it or whatever and kind of had the subject matter and it's about basically being hooked on pills and you know you start you know you're the downward slide to where you ended up killing somebody for the pills and then you end up dying over the pills and losing everything kind of stuff but uh one night I sat at home and just put the song on repeat and wrote out the words and just went over and over it. And by the time I was done with it, I was pretty excited. And so I called the engineer. I'm like, hey, can, can I come record this tomorrow? And, you know, I said, I just, I think it's it's good. And, you know, so I went and did it the next day. And basically it's just a couple of takes. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's cool. It's a lot. I can't do it live just yet. <laughs> but, uh, you know, with the help of some backup vocals and practice, hopefully we'll get it. But, you know, it's just a it's a cool song. And, and 
lyrically it actually tells like kind of a story which i'm a new newbie at writing lyrics you should say so i mean and having to sing them so i mean it's uh it's cool i think it came out pretty good but uh it's called one more all right nobody's heard it it's the debut you ready pretty much yeah here we go do it
Woo! I am Epic. fucking sold. Like, how do I buy that album? Fuck. Right now. We gotta I, finish I wanna, it first. I wanna buy it. Right Jesus now. Christ. That makes me want to run like Hell yeah. a fucking mile with like <laughs> run the a sword or some shit. I don't even know why, but fuck. I want to fight. That's hot, man. I, I like wanna, that. I want to fight like somebody that's slightly smaller than I am. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm just glad y'all just didn't go. All right, well, moving on. You Damn. know, I'm glad y'all like. No, it. dude, that was fucking sick. I'll be honest, man. I didn't. Uh, I did not find my way into a lot of metal as a kid because it just wasn't uh, wasn't it wasn't ever really made available to me. I didn't know much about it. I was was raised on a lot of Skinner and stuff like that, right. which you know was great. But uh, you know, I listened to like those those the solos and shit like that that you were doing there, and it's fucking intoxicating. Like it's it's very mesmerizing, you know. It's like, man, I wish I would have uh, heard some of that shit a little bit more when I was younger, you know. Right, it just might have been a little bit more influential. I got I got to ask, like, was was Lamb of God any kind of like inspiration on that one? Because it, it sounded a little bit Lamb of God there. I mean, I wouldn't say their inspiration as much as it's just coincidence. Yeah. Because, I mean, technically, I think I've been playing this way longer than Lamb of God has been. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just true. not not to the notoriety that they have had. But, but I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you like, know. you guys probably have similar influences. Yeah, you know, you know and I mean, it's... <clears throat> It's just it's just riffs, you know. I mean, dude, it was it that that song was so raw, just so sick, and it was like, man, I I I loved every second of that song. Like the, cool. the beat, the rhythm, everything was so good, and it was so instrumental, and like the lyrics, like just like fit in perfect. That man, I like that. Cool. I, I'm glad sold. you like it. I mean, I the lyrics definitely uh, so, so I know made it a different song. I know. Uh, Joe is a bit of a connoisseur yeah. of Thank of you. metal. So what did you think, Joe? So obviously I liked it a lot. Some of the things that jumped out at me was the time signatures and the breaks. To, to me, I wonder, like if I was describing you guys to somebody, and they're like, well, what do they sound like? The two bands, and obviously I know you've been playing longer than the second one I'm about to mention, but the two bands that kind of jump out at me, number one is Meshuggah. Because nice. some of those breaks, to me, are similar. Uh, oh. You can find it like that. And then vocally, Mastodon, especially with the two vocals. Oh, Mastodon. I, I think, Should yeah. we tell them the name of the working title for the song? It was called Master Donny Osmond. <laughs> for whatever reason, just us being stoned and stupid. But the chorus part definitely kind of had a Mastodon yeah. feel, which, you know, I mean... We've been around longer than them as well, too, as far as me and him playing together, but they're awesome. Fuck yes. You know, and they're really creative, and, and I love their chord progressions and the way they're... I mean, I, I'm i the only guitar player, so I can't really take, you know, their double guitar parts that they do, which is just some of the shit's ridiculous, but... And and the vocals, but, like, you know, their drummer's a big part of their vocal yeah. presence, and uh, and I, w I was picking up on that, and, I, and the lyrics, you had highlighted the lyrics, so I was listening to that. And I love the the lines towards the end where he goes, "The pills have won," and that's right. most of the yeah, last line was, badass. "Tell my son I'm sorry." Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's basically like Ooh. when he's dying. You know, yeah. that, oh, yeah. that's the last thing is you know, it just it hits him right there. You know, and sadly, it's almost like I've seen the scenarios. You know, friends and and things been 
pills are evil. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, we've yeah. lost people. You can cut off my leg, and I'll be like, I'll walk it off. Yeah. Don't give me no fucking pain pills, man, because yep. that shit's just pure evil. I agree. And, you know, it just I think it changes your whole. I mean, it does change your whole life, but your whole brain chemistry and stuff. Yep. I what's, mean, what's particularly evil about pills is like. You know, when you're a kid, you learn heroin is bad. Stay away from the needle, Junior, and cocaine is the devil's powder. But like pills, why you get a prescription for that shit? Right, exactly. It's, it's legal, mm-hmm. and man, the doctor it gets, tells you to take it. Yeah. And then what they do too is they they get you on them, and then they go, "Oh, you've been on these too long, so we're gonna cut you off." And then you're you're buying them on the street for three times as much and, and then doing you whatever. discover shoving a needle in your arm is cheaper right and, and then then you're 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 in the circle man it is, oh, it's yeah. a sad tale that is told again and again and it's very sad yeah and i mean you know it's yeah, just it's something that it, i don't wish upon anybody really you know i mean that that kind of addiction and it's the hardest thing to beat so i mean if somebody has beaten it then that's great and you know i mean it's it's harder probably to beat that shit than cigarettes, even though I, I smoke they say like crazy. they say cigarettes are one of the uh, one of the hardest things, one of the hardest addictions to kick. Well, so yeah, I stopped for a long time, then I got divorced and started right back up. <laughs> <laughs> and my ex-wife still doesn't smoke. I smoked me. for twenty six years, uh, and I, I've I've been. It was a year in September. Nice. That I that I've how'd you stop done with it? Um. Let's get back to your happy note. That just, song was <laughs> fucking awesome. I uh no, just, it's a self help hour now. I just gave it up. I just gave it up. I just honestly it was uh I was I was just really tired. I was done with it. And right. It was one of those moments where it was like, if you're ever gonna stop, just stop right now. Yeah. And this is it. It was it was some rough moments throughout, but uh but man, on the other side of it, it's fucking worth it. Like I'm yeah, so when I, glad I had stopped. I don't know, probably around ninety seven or ninety eight, and I was didn't smoke for five six years, and you know I just stopped out of the blue one night and never smoked again. And but like I said, as soon as I got divorced yeah. and was just pacing around the floor, I was like, yeah. you know what, a cigarette would probably be good right now. Yeah, actually, it was at a show with one of my other bands where there was nowhere to go smoke weed, like yeah. just nowhere, and. uh the bass player in the band had a black and mild cigar thing and i was like man let me hit that a couple times and i got so high off that thing (laughs) i mean for like hours just fucking floaty and i was like is this the way it's supposed to be (laughs) i mean it was like i smoked black and miles for a few months and then back to it and then it's like god now i smoke probably twice as much as i used to but yeah yeah, back to the music back to the music (laughs) That song was amazing, and I can't wait to have that in my inventory to listen to, like while I'm like driving to work or something like that. Oh, that yeah. was awesome. That was killer. Yeah, and see, you guys are really like the first people outside our little circle that's actually heard it. So I mean, well, yeah. there's about to be at least four other people. Four other people. All right, <laughs> across the globe. <laughs> Just the globe on the table. Across the zip code. Uh, we, had, <laughs> right. we actually had of a a pretty regular listener that pops up. From Ireland, I don't know how. I mean, hey, that's cool. Unless maybe somebody's using one of those like servers to like the VPNs. bounce around or VPN or something. But yeah. but yeah, it's a like pretty much every episode somebody from Ireland pops in and uh, 
listens. So I always wonder, like, if they listen to the whole thing, if they do, like, why? Send an email. Say hello. Right. You know? Yeah. We'd like to hear from you, whoever you are over there in it, Ireland. It, it, it's probably our uh, our local uh, uh, conspiracy theorist expert, David Bora. Yeah, he's probably got a VPN. So, but wouldn't it change every time then? Would it always be? Oh, from that's the same true. Place? Because oh, yeah. yeah, so it probably isn't David Bora. Well, we'll ask him because David Bora is going to be here next week. Oh, that's awesome. David Bora requested uh, to be on the first show uh, post inauguration. Holy shit! What, is, <laughs> what does he know? Oh, because what as, does he know? As we know, David Bora is our resident conspiracy theory expert, uh, and he's. Uh, He's 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 always a bit of a QAnon fan. Um, not that I'm promoting that sort of stuff at all, and I, uh, I I do intend to call him on the carpet because if if everything goes off without a hitch, like I'm sure it will. What yeah. else could go yeah. wrong? <laughs> Nothing. Could what go else wrong. could go wrong at this point? Smooth I'm, I'm like sure, water, yeah. easy <laughs> like Sunday morning. <laughs> but we I'm love sure David. It's we fun. love David. So. So th- that's the point, though, is that, uh, you know, it, it's either it's either we're going to talk about, uh, oh, my God, I can't believe you were right the whole time, David, or it's going to be, <laughs> David, what happened? So, so we're going to get we're going to get some answers um, next week. He'll be here. Yeah, you're not so. going to get any answers tonight. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> The world is so so strange. That's why I'm so glad we're just sitting here talking rock and roll. Yeah, I was going to ask, where, and, where do you guys uh, record? You were talking about your engineer just being able to call them up and be like, I'm coming in tomorrow. Uh, this time we recorded at uh, Golden Tone Studios with Rob McGregor. Okay. Who's been yeah, Gainesville, been forever, ever. Gainesville punk rock mm-hmm. guy forever. And, you know, I mean, the last recording we did, we did it down in Ocala with our buddy Ray Helton from Recycle to the Soil. And remember those guys, yeah. And I mean, it was a cool environment. And, and I mean, he's good at what he does, but just driving to Ocala and you know, trying to set up and record and then coming home. And you know, we could only do it on the weekends. And it, you know, sometimes there'd be parties going on and you don't get much done. And and so we really wanted to stay home because we were doing so much stuff, too. I mean, there's technically there's 14 songs on the album, but uh. And, you know, we will say that Price had a lot to do with it. He's pretty reasonable. So, I mean, you know, and it's cool. He's got an old house that's basically just the studio, you know. That's and, awesome. Uh, a porch that we can go smoke out on. And, you know, he's he's pretty laid back. And, I mean, we started it, <laughs> hate to say it, but what, like September, August, September of 19, yeah. and now we're into 21 and we still haven't finished it but i mean you know it's a lot of money and we don't have anybody yeah. else helping us and you know we went for a weekend doing the drums and then another weekend for doing guitars and um vocals took a lot of time going in you know we'd go in during the week and do vocals because i couldn't sing for eight hours or scream i should say sure. and how the but, fuck do you do that Honestly, I have zero technique. as a singer to singer. Like I can't fucking do that. I don't. Get I, it. I learned how to do those kind of vocals by getting mad at my ex-wife. Oh, makes sense. And I was it fucking works. yelling. I was like, "What? Am I? And I'm like, remember that? You know, how did you just do that?" And then fucking, it's it's been on ever since. But 
But th- I mean, I've never really been the lead singer in a band. I mean, I have been, but you know, as far as writing lyrics and figuring out how to sing them and all that kind of stuff, this is the first time I've ever really done it. And uh, so it's all, you know, I like we were just talking the other night. It's like I don't have the kind of voice that like can like be like a storytelling voice. You know, there's certain singers that can change their sound or their intensity or whatever. And I can't do it. I mean, I can sing a little bit. I have a very limited range of actual singing. But I mean, I can scream. okay, but but, uh, you know, I mean, it's still all new and I have zero technique like doing the, the Aussie song. I couldn't talk the next day. Yeah. I mean, because, uh, uh, I mean, I did like three or four takes of it, and by the end of it, I was, you know, the next day I couldn't talk above a whisper. I mean, I fucked some shit up, probably. So how, how's that going to go, though? Are you doing like 45-minute set or some shit? I mean, well, thankfully, Gray sings a few songs, and we try to space them out to where, you know, we usually try to do one instrumental, like either, you know, a, a new song or something or just a jam or something to – Give me time to breathe. And, we used to do that. Yeah. We had a song that Joe would sing. It was called Guitar Joe, <laughs> which we should dig up that a copy of sense. that gem. We should not. We should <laughs> dig that one up. Maybe maybe next week we'll play that for uh, for David Bora. But yeah, I mean, it's it's <laughs> tough. I mean, especially like we had, we've done two sets. Yeah. You know, I mean, we... And we still have actually... I don't think we've ever played a show where we've played all our songs. Yeah. But, uh doing two sets is brutal you know i mean for for the singing part i can play all night but yeah I, there's some songs where i'm like oh if we do that at the end i'll be i won't oh, have man. anything left in the tank i'm you not know? gonna lie i was i was always a bitch about it yeah. always yeah, 45 minutes an hour don't let's not do more than that no yeah. joe we're not gonna do four sets but they're paying us double <laughs> get on stage now <laughs> We're gonna make three fifty. Oh, we did. We got like we got paid like seven hundred dollars at wow at the Bears Den. Uh, oh man, in Trenton was it? Trenton? No, it was out in Cheveland, dude. These guys in the woods they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, oh yeah. We did. They, they we did paid, four hours uh, Friday night and Saturday. Oh, for two nights. Yeah, 700? for two nights. Oh, okay, and that was a, that was a huge payday for us. Yeah, I mean, we we were just poor fucking kids. We're like we're like. P. Diddy. It's like the, like the Hangar 7. The Hangar 7 Hanger was always seven. the payday. It's like, you know, one night would be decent. There'd be 30, 40 people there. The next night you'd be playing for the three regulars at the bar, but you still got paid, you know? I mean, still got paid. it's like, hey, we need to make some money for some merch. Let's yeah. go play the Hangar, I guess. You ever heard of a place called the Not Water Tavern? Is that uh, right? No. It, and it probably shouldn't. <laughs> that's, that's not around anymore. It hasn't been around shouldn't. forever. It's, it was up in Live Oak. They paid good, though. Huh. They paid good. Hey, so I see you guys are playing at the Brass Mug. You got a big show coming up there. We pl- we yeah next Friday. So tell us like like what is that like? Uh, it, I mean, it's uh, with our friends uh, Three Knuckles Deep. Um, basically, they, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it means exactly. I, mean, I think I, I might. Uh, I got a pretty good idea. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, they're cool dudes, and they seem to get us on some decent shows. And yeah. we filled in for them one time at a show. And uh, you know, I mean, the Brass Mug is a legendary place, and sure it's is. you know, we played the Brass Mug. Yeah, we played the Brass Mug once. That was where our drummer uh, Clay. Before we left, we said, "Hey, man, you should you should swap out that drum head, <laughs> the bass drum head." 
Oh man, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Famous last words. We got there. It, it was, was not it was fine, fine wasn't it? <laughs> it was not fine. Surprise, surprise. But I remember their 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 sound guy. Well, like, yeah, because three songs in, he kicks through it. Hmm. And so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and we played Yellow Lead Better, and the sound man ran up. Next, we're like, what are we gonna do? Well, let's play Yellow Lead Better. And uh, the sound guy like. He was. He came in like with a cape, and he like yeah. he knew exactly repelled what down to do. from the raft. He was like fucking <laughs> he Batman. He saved the day. He, he, he somehow taped it up with the yes. Yeah. Nice. And let's say that drummer did not uh, <laughs> did not last. I was fucking out of there. Yeah, they're in there. Clay. They've been at this place. I mean, it's like their third location or whatever. But the original location that they were in forever. It's like that was the first place we saw Opeth back in two thousand one, I think, and. You know, we'd played there in front of, I mean, we even bought like pitchers of beer and advertised free beer and we'd play there and there'd be three people there, you oh, know, and, man. or we'd get on a bill with, you know, 10 bands and it was like, oh, the out of town band play it first, five o'clock. <laughs> <Yeah. you know? laughs> but, uh, God, I remember racing to a place in Tallahassee at like 430 or some shit for Crunk Fest. Oh, boy. <sighs> That sounds we like, like a winning f- fest. Oh, Everybody man. learns. Everybody's been there. God. Oh, yeah. Learn. We You'll we got learn. some some silly show stories. Oh. Hell, we opened for uh, Testament and stuff like that, where we played at 1.30 in the afternoon, and they played at 1.30 in the morning, you know? But, <laughs> hey, we opened for we Testament. We opened for, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean. We actually uh, outsold uh, Kip Winger. <laughs> One wow. We were playing in a bar in Fort Myers, and Kip Winger was down the street at a bar, and his was empty and ours was packed. No so, I mean, you wow. know, I'm just saying, you know, we all have our shining moments. Exactly. <laughs> I wonder what how he felt about that. I don't know. I don't know. Does Kip Winger ever just look in the mirror and go, fuck, I'm Kip Winger. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that was a good time. Yeah. You know, he's a ballerina. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I've heard that about he, him. He does ballerina dancing for like, all the twists and all that. I'm not lying. <laughs> what kind of YouTube videos you watching these days, bro? Behind the scenes. <laughs> I actually wake up in the morning and I dress up as a ballerina I believe and pretend that. that I am Kip Winger. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what are you drinking over there tonight, man? All right. So this is this is something your buddy John. John, wow. he turned me on to this. This is uh, from Golden Road out in uh, California. It's called Mango Cart. It's like oh, a wheat the beer. Stuff, yeah. It's a, a weed beer. Wheat, wheat, wheat. Oh, wheat. oh. <laughs> come on. Now. I was gonna say you got my wheat. attention. <laughs> wheat, a wheat Stewie from Family Guy. <laughs> wheat. <laughs> but uh, this, this is cool. It goes down easy. Uh, I just, you know, changing it up tonight. That's all. Nice, nice. Have you guys tried the uh, peanut butter whiskey? No, my son actually had some of that the would other you, night. Would you, would you was, like some? No. If okay. if you want me to remain coherent, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> if Yvette was here, she'd probably like a taste. But uh, yeah, my son had a bottle of that, and I was like, it's, it's, it it just good. smells so so bizarre to me because I eat peanut butter a lot. That's like I recommend it. My main food source, but <laughs> you'll love it then. Yeah, that's that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> No, I do Man, I'm hungry. Give me a spoon and a jar of peanut butter. <laughs> right. Peanut butter and crackers, man. That's the best fucking meal before band practice. What, kind of, what kind of crackers? Just like, like a Ritz cracker. Like salter or Ritz? Yeah. What you got to do, next time you're in Publix, get you one of them big pepperoni sticks. 
Just cut off the end of that and just sit there and shout. Yeah, but this guy makes it awkward sitting there looking at you right. with a pepperoni stick. And doing, yeah, and you know, doing the faces and the <laughs> licking his fingers and shit. It's scary. And then putting it in door number Actually, two. we do. We, we do. <laughs> We do buy uh, the sliced pepperoni, and that's another like Slice. quick quick snack. Just or to add on to the frozen pizza because they put like four pepperonis on your <laughs> damn tombstone pizza, and I'll load it up. Get double pepperoni. You gotta go with the Totinos, man. That's yeah, that used to be the the one, but you know they're like a buck fifty. Yeah, yeah. They're tombstones horrible. are kind of expensive. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, they really are. They're fucking terrible. We really, I and but but you know what? They they work at right. two in the morning if they fill the after void. a few of these uh, peanut butter whiskeys. Oh yeah, perfect. That's actually what I had for lunch today. <laughs> <laughs> peanut butter whiskey or Totinos? <laughs> well, the Totinos first. Oh, oh, oh. I didn't have the peanut butter whiskey until I got over here. <laughs> oh, so uh, have we have we determined who's who's the 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 bigger Randy Rhodes fan. Well, Nick, I'd like to jump in right here and tell you that being a fan of a musician is not a sporting event or a contest. No, no, I want, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We got. Since we gotta I'm have, older, it's probably me. We God have, damn it! <laughs> all right. Well, I want to ask you both a question about. Um, yeah, let's do that. About, then. Uh, it was a. Uh, who is considered? Wait, who are you? Who are you asking hey, this question? On. I'm asking it to both. I'm asking it to both. Uh, what what event? Is credited with the turning point for Randy Rhodes to become who he was destined to be. So I know. Wow, an event. You want to go first? A specific event. Because I got it. There's an event. I'll I'll let you have it because I can't say what it is. It went to an Alice Cooper concert. Fell in love. Oh, like, okay, I yeah. see what you're saying. You, I, you read the Wikipedia page today, didn't you? Read it. I update that shit. <laughs> it was Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Buxton or yeah, whatever. Yeah, baby, that's it. You got it. Joe is the one that actually wrote that Wikipedia. I believe it. I believe it. So, yeah, he liked Alice Cooper a lot. He liked Leslie West. Leslie West, that. rest in peace. Yeah, yep. He just passed away, yep. Yeah. Well, the reason I the reason I ask is, is, is because we've got that. Uh, hang on. Hold on. Where are you going, Nick? Nick, uh, Nick uh, has abandoned the sta- his station. Uh, so now, what do, you, what do you guys want? Gray, what do you want to talk about? We haven't heard a whole lot from puppy you. Puppy dogs. <laughs> I like puppy dogs. <laughs> like puppy dogs. <laughs> oh, oh, Nick is making. Oh, some here we go. That's right. I'm so thankful. Nice. Whoa. Is 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 this Carol's? That is it. That is, that is it. Carol's oh, no out of the way. warehouse. Yeah, no way. that is yours as the Heck yeah as the. Uh, we will hang it up in his informal honor. Randy Rhodes uh, biggest fan challenge. That's your <laughs> wow. yeah that award there. So Very we moved cool. into that warehouse and that purple bat was hanging on the wall and we knew. It was wait, 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 Joe. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you. But um, the people that are listening do not actually know what the fuck we're talking about. Well, you know what? We should take a picture of it and post it on YouTube. <laughs> and, and I was yes. going to get that or, until or I was interrupted. Instagram. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I'm sorry. And that's why I apologize before I said what I was saying. So this warehouse, right, with with Carol who passed away, we, we moved in there. That bat was on the wall. It's a purple bat. It's a, it's a purple bat. <laughs> and, right. Uh, we, yeah. we, we said to ourselves, you know what? We're gonna keep that up there, cause, cause of him, right? <laughs> and when when we left, we were like, 
Some motherfucker's going to come in here and store furniture. We're going to take the bat with us because I don't know why. It just felt special. Like, right. you know, this guy, yeah. right? So we took it. And then when we found out that y'all had the warehouse, we're like, oh, yes. It's got to go home. Got to right. go home. So yep. bring the bat home, fellas. Hell yeah. There, there, it, is. there it is. Thank you, yeah, Taylor, for taking care of that for us. <laughs> I think he might have... Uh, committed breaking and entering to, to get that but that's all right nobody's gonna know that is so cool you gotta nobody's take a picture that's gotta go on, on the yeah video. we'll do that we'll do that well with guys the, uh death star so you see how big it is i mean that's the death star right there and that's the fucking <laughs> we, we i definitely need a picture of that we gotta do that that's cool well gentlemen we have any uh any parting words of wisdom for the good people of porchville the three of them listen to nibiru where can they find you guys at? Well, I mean, we're on the Facebook for Nibiru Gainesville because they're like I said, there's like a Russian Nibiru, but or you'll get to some conspiracy page and but uh and then once the album's done, we'll do the whole Spotify and all that kind of crap. But yeah. right now, there's it's not worth it. Even though we we did do a three song CD, but uh, a couple of years ago, which also took us about a year to finish, but uh never posted it up or anything so yeah right now nibiru doc or nibiru gainesville on facebook and well i know uh i know matt's gonna get over and and, and be eagerly awaiting the album well, here release. i'll give him the cd that i brought oh man look See, at I, that i brought man. a gift too are you this, kidding me this look just at has that, uh, the four songs that i brought tonight so it's not the full album that's but, no uh, fucking way this is there you go. awesome four dude. songs awesome the only ones we have kind of actually the SATO isn't even mixed yet. That was just like the raw mix. But uh the other three are are more or less finished. So Hell yeah. There you go. Dude, that is awesome. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, you're welcome. Well thank you guys for coming out tonight. Joe, oh, yeah. you got any any parting words of uh Be good to each other. I don't know what's gonna happen on on, on this week and you know but, but David Bohr is gonna be here to talk about it next week. It's gonna be wild, but we're all on this rock together, so just love each other, be good yeah. to each other and uh can't we all just get along? Everybody yeah. love everybody. Exactly. <laughs> everybody love everybody. That's a, that's a good idea, but not right now, just because there's five dudes here. And, uh, nah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> President company excluded. <laughs> Zip. <laughs> oh God, damn it! Hit play. <laughs> I'm trying, guys. There we go. That's there it. it is. I'm fucking up right. here. I'm not with it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the Porchville Podcast. Porchvillepod.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can even send us an email, porchmail at porchvillepod.com. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, make sure to share and subscribe. We will see you next week. Take care of yourselves and your mental health. We love you. Bye-bye. said the same price as we were paying for our littler one. <laughs>